Hello and welcome back to another episode of Peeking Into Success podcast. We are on the big 3-0 today, 30, and today we've got on a man that does everything for the hip-hop scene as well as community and trying to bring his knowledge and experience in everything music-wise as well as dance to the people of Derby and the community of Derby. As well as that, he has written and produced a show called Four Walls, which is on at Derby Theatre. So if you're free at the weekend, the 7th to the 9th of September, go and visit that at Derby Theatre. I think you'll greatly appreciate it. So today we've got on Ruckus. Hi Ruckus, how are we today? I'm not too bad. Um, yes, yes, uh, great, great day. It's it's hot. <laughs> great morning. <laughs> and you've been on your feet with all the production week for four walls, haven't you? So... Yeah, we're in tech week at the moment, so um, getting close to the time, getting close to the to the to the actual day. There we go. So um, looking forward to it, and of course you've got your press night on Friday coming up as yeah. well. So that'll be good to get a lot of people down, get a lot of feedback for your work. Yeah. Um, if people don't know you and know what you do for Derby in a whole, yeah. how would you sum yourself up in a nutshell? Um, well, I've been, um, I'm originally from Birmingham. Um, I moved to Derby um, years ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I would like to say. Um, but I'm, I'm known um, as a recording artist. Uh, I'm a DJ, I'm a producer, I'm also a playwright. Um, I add that to the title now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've toured both nationally and internationally. Um, as a solo artist, as Ruckus, and also with my uh, Trinity band, um, and, and that brand of Trinity, which is a youth group and a, a, an arts group, where you have the Trinity Warriors, you have the Trinity Music, and so um, we're synonymous with music, arts, and anything to do with that, dance, etc., DJs, and all that. So 
Um, and then also um, I run, I started a business with my business partner, Baby J, called Baby People, which has been running for over 20 years. So we work in the community, we're an arts company, um, an MPO. Um, and yeah, we, we work with, with young people that are, you know, not in mainstream schooling um, and in various, do various projects and stuff. So I'm very much community, a part of the community in terms of the arts world and doing that. And I've done loads of speaking in terms of, for the arts and just known within that world, if that makes sense. No, nice. I think that's a nice way to sum it up. Yeah. Of course, you kind of touched on loads of bases there in, a, <laughs> yeah, in, a, in yeah. literally a minute. So kind of rewind it to the beginning. Like, how, how did Ruckus start? Um, well, my, my mum and dad are musicians. And, um, and so I, I was brought up in a musical house. Um, and I've always made music and wanted to do music from a young age. I performed from early I used to, I used to perform with my parents actually from when I was very young and so I've always been around music and that kind of, you know, uh, world. Um, and then just started to create music from like 10, 11 years old, used to start writing little poems and little raps um, and then started to record them. Um, I didn't have a, I had a breakout hit in 2005, that's showing my age. <laughs> um, and that really what, what set the, the path of who Ruckus and Ruckus being known within the hip hop world and, 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 and getting and making a name for myself in that respect. Nice. And then of course, from there you've kind of tried to bring your knowledge and your experience into baby people and creating that in Derby. So kind of, you've touched on it, but how can people kind of join baby people and what is kind of your aim of baby people as well so what's kind of yeah. the slogan or the motto of it um well the slogan the motto for baby people is each one teach one which is still again about community so it's like we can all teach each other um i think um and and just to get into a little bit of what baby people is it's a musical arts development organization um and it was me and my producer, the person that produced my breakout single, which was Baby Jade, and we decided, like, we met a teacher called John, um, who was working at Village School, which it was an old school in Derby, I don't think it's about anymore, which was a pre-unit, and he was more or less like, you know, a lot of the kids know you because they're seeing us on MTV, on the TVs, on your channel news, etc. and it would be really good for you to do something with these young people just to get them engaged. Um, so we designed a 10 week course and that's how it started. Um, we just had a, we'd done a 10 week course, me and baby Jay, and we went into the schools and it went really well. And the rest is history. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of story, yeah. but the rest is history. And now we, 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 we have traveled many countries. We do stuff in Europe. We've gone in, all over the UK to do uh, various, um, projects. And the main thing is about music and engagement. They are engaging people and young people with, with arts, with music, with dance, with anything to do with what they considered urban arts or whatever. Uh, baby people, we consider a, a hip hop school because we use all the, the elements of hip hop to teach. So we, we have gra graph classes or, you know, um, aerosol art, or whatever you want to call it. Um, we do dance, we do music. So we do all the, all, all the elements that are uh, consider when you use that to kind of teach and encourage and empower young people and not just young people because we work with older people as well um, and yeah we work with older people as well as well as uh, just people that are within the community that need help and so we do some courses where we mentor young up-and-coming artists 
or artists that just need that chance, the use of the studio, etc. So um, our, our spaces, you can, there's always something happening. So if you keep in contact or look on our socials, there'll always be like projects that we always send in, um, asking for people to be a part of and, and join. Um, and also we, we run a studio so people can come and use the studios for, for a fee. We even, if it's sometimes we do free studio sessions, there's, there's loads of things that we try and do to engage and um, just help the people that are serious about what they're doing as well or need that little bit of a push. Um, but yeah, I believe that art and music is empowering and it's an empowering tool. And, um, and for young people, it's a form of expression. And for me, it's a form of expression. Perfect. So it's like kind of what you've learned through your years, you're kind of passing on and kind of giving your advising your experiences to the community does yeah. it matter on an age range for people no no yeah. i i have people that contact me all the time various age groups older than me even just just for even if it's just an advice it might be something about getting into the industry it might be something just simple as like i need to get some cds pressed or burnt or whatever it is um, and my door's always open so it is about passing on and just showing people that there's different ways to get to where you want to get to because a lot of people, um, there's a lot of talent in Derby. There's a lot of talent in the Midlands, full stop. Um, and then it's like, how do we break through into your Londons and, 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 and on, on a national scale or even just on a regional scale? And sometimes it just takes somebody, one, believing in you and understanding yeah. that you have got something and having that time to have a conversation with you about what you're doing. Um, and then secondly, the know-how. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, the know-how's a big thing with people, I feel like, in Derby in the music industry, is that a lot of people can push out single after single or can produce a piece of music amazingly, but they don't have the know-how of how to kind of promote themselves, how to market themselves well. That's the downfall yeah. of musicians, I feel, in Derby at the moment. 100%. And, and we do, I run, a, I run a thing called a talent development programme. It's called Music Works. And every year I, we pick about, you know, four to eight uh, artists that are, we believe have the potential to get into the industry. And it is, we do, I, I, I get in speakers. So I get people to speak about marketing. I get people that come in and speak about how to um, the industry itself and how that works. So there's various and and it's not just open to the people that are on, who have been picked for this program. It's open to any artist. So yeah. we'll do Zoom or wherever it is, and because I think it's important. Like it is, it's like you can work you can work um, hard, but you can work also work smartly. And I think it's the it's a it's a balance of both working hard but also working smartly. Um, and once you've got, and that comes with knowledge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. And I mean, just having this conversation with you just shows that you know what you're on about. You. <laughs> I, I sometimes don't, to be honest with you. But if I don't know, I I will know someone I can go to or I can ask because I have mentors myself or people that I can go to because I, I don't claim to know everything and this is a ever specifically with the industry it's an ever revol revolve revolving. It's always changing. So yeah. what could you could do last year or two years ago isn't what you're doing now. So things change consistently. So it's about keeping abreast of everything. And you're, you're a human being, so there's not everything that you can keep on top of. So I don't claim to know everything, but I definitely know enough to point in the right direction if I don't as well. So no, 100%. And I think that with the platform of Baby People, you've built up that kind of foundation and that base to kind of 
use other people's positives and strengths to benefit your company and benefit the people yeah. of Derby, which is an amazing thing to do. Is Thank mean, you. What, what Derby needs and what Derby's showing is that it's one of the only places, I think, in the UK that isn't shutting down musical venues yeah. and it's opening more run there's things like Dubrek and stuff that yeah, are yeah, kind yeah. of popping out the yeah, woodwork now Dubrek is is like a really nice venue and I've been there a couple of times for various things and it's really good it's really good little setup and obviously they have, they have the new setup as well and they have lots of little things in there but I think um, Derby's always buzzing Derby's buzzing there's there's new artists coming up all the time there's, and I think in various even in the various genres as well, there's not just one genre, there's like loads going on. For a small place or what's considered a small yeah, place, yeah. there's a lot here and that's what really surprised me and what made me, it in, inspired me to want to help and, and, and try and, you know, uh, help people break out of just being a Derby artist. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of people in Derby are classed as Derby artists, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think with that label, it's hard to try and push the boundaries and get further yeah. than like Nottingham or somewhere like that. Yeah. It, but I've I've seen a few kind of breaking through, so I feel like it's it's getting there. And of course, with um, Derby Can and stuff like that, people are kind of being seen more. It's yeah. just a slow process, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a slow process, but um, nothing can go before it's time. I think everything has to evolve. And I think um, in terms of, the in that what the infrastructure of what's here has to evolve and once it evolves then that's when you're going to get you know and and it's about thing but you've had major people like you had your iddies um um i forgot the other person's name but he's he's gone on to do he's a young lad that's done amazing things you know what i mean and got signed and there's other people that's been signed um so i think it's it's happening um and i think like there will be a lot more and again, that's inspiring other people to say, oh, look, it can be done. Because once it's touchable, it's tangible. Yeah. If it's close to you, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that person's done that, but it's, I don't know that person. But if you're like aware of somebody or they're from the same place that you are, then it becomes a real thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, that shows with you, I guess, from being around Derby for so long that people can see you and see what you've achieved and hopefully try and replicate it or try and pursue that as well i think they can it's, it's about replicate it's about them understanding that uh, being inspired to say like it's doable yeah things are doable but what what does it take you know what i mean and and, and i think it's important to see see what can be achieved because it doesn't matter what you tell somebody yo you can do this and i always say my, my one of the things i say to people or young artists i'm working with is like you're one you're one um you always want to hit away from breaking out. Yeah. Because all it takes is one track for you to blow. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what it is. Or to go viral or whatever it is nowadays. Do you know what I mean? So if you continue to work, even if you you might do 50 tracks, but your 51st track goes and that's it. So it's just I mean? persistence at the end of the day. Consistency and persistence. The two. Nice. Um, we focus kind of on you and what you do and your yeah. kind of values and what you bring to Derby what can you see from your kind of long career as your biggest achievement or your career high um let me think so um career high um which I would say my biggest achievement is I had an opportunity to go on UK tour with Mark Ronson um and that was after featuring on the Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse Valerie remix so the tune called Valerie, there was a remix that Baby J produced and he basically 
did a version where myself, Preacher, Alex Blood and Malik, which is a rapper from Birmingham, um, he we went on we basically said come and do eight bars on this yeah um and at the time it was whatever and it was just okay i'll just do eight bars on it um and they didn't ask baby j to put rappers on it they just wanted him to remix the beat and just put it back out so he did that on his own back again this is another way of thinking of like sometimes you're told to do something but you try something and, and something else can come off from it so he's done the remix put us on it um and then sent them both and they really loved the one with the rappers on. So that ended up being the B-side of the Valerie actual single. So, and then we did a video, it sold over, it sold, I mean, I've got a plaque on my wall because of that. Um, and it, it's over, like, and the video's done over, like, probably five and a half, six million views. So I think in terms of career high and biggest achievement, that would be because as an unsigned artist, touring with Mark Ronson, you get to see a different world. So you're, I'm coming on for just eight bars just to, just to do my track <laughs> and that literally, but you're around, you know, all of these amazing artists and it's a different world from our world, does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. it's a very commercial pop world. So you're doing all these arenas, we did wireless festival, you know, all these things. And um, that opportunity every night going to, you go to Scotland, you go here, you go there, da, 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 da. Like that would have been, I would say that was a great experience and a good one for, at that time, it wasn't like now, like now, you know, your top 10 is filled with rappers, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not un, um, unconventional to, for, for a rapper to be number one for weeks, like, you know what I'm saying, like essential season, that, yeah, yeah. at the time when we did that, there was, that wasn't the thing. It was all boy bands, girl bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wasn't. X Factor, stuff like yeah, that then. 100%. There was no... There wasn't, uh, there wasn't that, there, that there was, as I said, things have to evolve, but that infrastructure wasn't there. You wouldn't see no rap tracks or hip hop or that kind of music within the top 20 in the UK at that time. And, the, and another thing, of course, you, you touched on Baby J and how he made a remix with the rappers yeah. on. And that's something that's so common now with things like Tion Wayne doing yeah, yeah. Bulletproof and stuff like that again. Yeah, yeah. Like people, people do that now, whereas, mm -hmm. That just shows that you've broken the mould and done something. Yeah. Back then, yeah. would you see anyone making a remix with rappers? No, nah, it know? wasn't a thing. It definitely was not a thing. And it, and definitely... So I even respect Mark Ronson for allowing that to happen. But he was kind of a... He's a maverick person anyway. That's how he thinks. Is He was one of them kind of artists or people that would think outside the box. So yeah. I think he, he, he... You know what I mean? And he embraced us as well. He loved it. He... he he was the one that made us come and said, come on. Like, he started us going, like, can you come and do the Birmingham one? Because I'm in Birmingham, you might as well come because you're from here. And, <laughs> and then from there, we, we, a year and a half later, we, we're more or less going everywhere that he was going on the tour, do you know what I mean? So I think that was, a, that was again, as I said, that was, and we was there with, like, Wiley. Wiley came out at that time. Wiley had Rolex, you know, because everybody was, at that time, in order to break into the, into the mainstream, you had to do mainstream music so yeah. remember people went on this whole house stuff and started you know your skeptics and that started to do pretty much like house things that kind of went away from grime if does that make yeah, sense yeah, and that rolex what would you do which going number one but it wasn't a it wasn't a grime track it wasn't what they, what they kind of started off so yeah it was good for us to be able to keep our um what we was and what we do and be able to be in that world nice um, yeah no i agree and i mean that is a massive achievement, being able to go anywhere and just <laughs> yeah. perform a song and people probably singing it back to you because, yeah, of course, yeah. 
crazy. Valerie is a really well-known song. Yeah. And that version is as well. So, I mean, from the career high, is there a different moment that you see as kind of defining your career? Or is Um, it the same? Well, I think what I would say was a defining moment for me is my first release, my first official release, which was Let It Go. And that's produced by Baby James, my business partner. Um, and that like that set the pace because it achieved nationwide success and it was it's still now critical acclaim. It's like a classic. Um, and for me at that time, I um, I had two artists that were well known jump on the track, and I was a op- I was a newbie. So I had a person called Klashnikov who at the time was like a legend in the UK music scene, and then Ty, rest in peace, who um, again was a legend. These were people that were literally signed. Um, at the time when rappers weren't signed, if that makes sense. Um, so they, they, they were on the track with me. And them being on the track with me gave it weight. But that basically took the hip-hop um, scene by storm. Yogi was on it as well. And Yogi's a Derby... He was a Derby legend. So yeah. he was like that guy that was doing bits and pieces before I even came on. And So they almost gave me their blessings by jumping on the track. Um, but it, it went off. Like, the radios loved it. Um, it was it was a a listed on Radio One, a listed on Capital. All of these things. This is my first track, so I think that was a career defining moment. I would not be here doing anything that I'm doing, even with the you know the Valerie stuff and whatever, if it wasn't for that moment and that track. So yeah, that, that holds a lot of weight, then, doesn't it? We wouldn't even be in this room talking if yeah. that track never came Realness. out. I'll just be you know. Rockers from around the way that does bits and pieces. Do you know what I mean? Like that's it. Would I don't think I would be in this position if it wasn't for that track. Nice. And do you still kind of go back to that? So do you still kind of when you've got people and baby people, for example, do you still play that track so they can understand where you've come from? Nah, in to, your be, journey? to be honest with you, I don't. You know, because um, if they ask, sometimes I don't play any music at all. So they, okay. and, and as I said, like, there's people that come, like, they're young, so they have no clue, right? I'm ruckus, but I'm not, they don't know ruckus from that world. They just know ruckus as he does this and he's known in that. There's a respect level for what I do in that world, in, you know, in terms of what I do in the community, whatever. Nice. But not because it's, yo, your track, because the, they probably was just born when the track came out, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I do sometimes have to uh, let them know. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Not in an egotistical way, but like, okay, we're making music, but this is the reason. The reason why you're with me is because this is what I do. So then it's good for them to, to, to see like, okay, the person that's teaching you or, or advising you is somebody that does it too. And so sometimes people, have, um, but yeah, it's one of them ones, so it's a weird one because sometimes it's about, you kind of find it like a bit, I don't, I won't say cheesy, but it's a bit awkward. Like, yo, let me play you my tracks. And it like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? It's like, you know what I mean? Let me play you, let me play you my thing. Like, you know what I mean? You can imagine someone in the corner, uncle in the corner going, yeah, I used to do this years ago. Listen, check this out. Like, so I, I kind of like, um, I don't 100% like, I'm not saying I don't do it, but it's not something that I just do. Like, here, let me play you some of my music. No, that's fair enough. And I mean, yeah. that's, humbling isn't it because you yeah. don't you don't have to use it as a as a, a thing people know you and respect you yeah. for what you do in Derby yeah. anyway for different reasons so yeah yeah nice. yeah so I think again it's about it's age range I said certain age ranges they will know and it's about that and so it's like because I'm dealing with different age ranges it's it's like the youngsters they uh, yeah for them it's like yeah you can rap you can spit but I've not heard none of your music <laughs> and then I go okay here's some 
But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And to be honest with you, it is about that because I think when you work with young people, sometimes it is about. Um, for me, it's about humbling, and it's not about. We all have egos because that's the that's the the whole thing about being an artist is a part of it is an ego having an ego, but it's how you keep that in check. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, hundred percent. Does that make sense? That makes sense. You gotta have it. You gotta have a bit of an ego if that makes sense. And every artist has a bit of an ego, but also secondly, they also have, um, I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, insecurity. Because <laughs> as an artist, you're insecure. Like, there is a lot of insecurity that comes with being an artist yeah. because you want people to like what you do. That's very true. And, and, and there's a want and a need for that. And then it's finding that balance of, like, I'm okay. Even if you don't like this, I'm good with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there is a level of, you know, wanting people to like your stuff and dig what you do. And, I mean, from all of that that you've done now, kind of... You, you kind of used all of the skills that you picked up along the way and you've kind of taken a complete kind of right turn, shall we say, yeah. into a complete different area. So, of course, what you're doing now and this week, where has that kind of spawned from and what are you kind of doing now? Is it completely different to everything that you've done before now? It isn't, you know. That's the thing. It? It's not completely different. It's just different paths. Because creativity for me is just creativity. I've always wrote. I, um, I wrote a play um, years ago for Derby Playhouse, before it was Derby Theatre. Okay. And we did it in the studio. It was a hip-hop theatre play, which was all written in rap, called The Seven Sins, which was, again, part of the community. I did that a while ago. So I've dabbled. I've always dabbled. Um, I, did a, I got commissioned to do a, a one-man show, which I wrote, which was a theatre piece. Um, with, with um, Apple Snake, Apples and Snakes, which are based in London, a poetry company. They, um, so I've always done bits and pieces. I just never had the right time or the space or the support to kind of go, let me go in fully. Um, and this, and then obviously Derby Can and Derby Theatre gave me the opportunity through going under training and, and how everything happened was I pitched an idea. Um, I didn't get the idea. I didn't get the pitch, sorry. And then, um, but they liked the idea and says, look, we're going to help to get this up and developed. And I, I, I really appreciate that. And that gave me the space and energy for me to be able to, to expand on, on that side of myself because I've always written or wanted to think. So it sounds, as I said, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's just something that people didn't know. Okay. Unless you know me, yeah. if that makes sense, because I'm just known for that. And obviously the way that the music went, it just took me on that path fully, if that makes sense. So it was harder for me to... But yeah, it's like, I feel it was one of the same, because for me, creativity is creativity, no matter what you're doing. Words are words. Whether you're writing them on a beat, whether you're writing them for people to say, you know, to me, it's all, it's all one. Nice. And I mean, with we'll, we'll move on to Four Walls now. So, yeah. of course, this is the kind of second coming and the second... Yeah kind of run of Four Walls. So how would you explain, firstly, what Four Walls is and what you were brought to Four Walls to bring it to life? Okay. Um, well, I think for me, Four Walls is... It's about community. That's the main thing I would say, 100%. It's about community. It's about... Um, give a voice to marginalised people. Does that mean, like, like yeah. there's an authentic voices as well? Like I'm within, I I work within the communities. I I I, I there's little nuances of things, whether it's culturally, whether it's age. You know what I mean? That yeah. and, and and as you know, within these inner cities, it's melt is they're all melting pots. 
they were melting parts of various little things and you learn. So like I understood from early just different uh, cultures. I, I understood Diwali, I understood Eid, I understood because of the community that I was in I could and I could respect it. Um, but then I understood the food, I understood, that's what I'm trying to say to you, and I think yeah. it's a lovely thing. Like these inner cities get tarred with a bad brush sometimes, but there's actually, there's beauty within, within that because you learn a lot, do you know what I mean? 100%. So this story is about four people, uh, well, not four people in particular, but it's about these people that live in a block of flats and they all live and it's how their lives are different but things, something happens that connects them all or they kind of affect each of us futures and I, what I'm saying I'm trying to tell you without actually giving away the story <laughs> so like, people actually comment it exactly yeah, yeah. if you tell yeah. them the main plot the story yeah, 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 people yeah. look and be like oh I well I know now yeah. but for me I I I am not a traditional theatre goer yeah. does that make sense And but I have been to theatre and I love theatre um, and I know that a lot of the communities that I'm from, they don't really come into theatres. Two reasons, whether it's like there's nothing that, that gravitates towards them in terms of what's on, the, what's on the stage. And just, they don't feel it's a place for them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they don't fit in that space. So I wanted to create something that was more of an event. Like even so in this, you got, we got music, we got rap, we got dance, we got spoken word, we got um, projection. We got all of these things that all that all encompass into one. So it's like multimedia. It's mad. It's crazy. Like, but then you got this story. The big, and 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 again, it's for me. It's about showing, getting a, a non-traditional audience into the, into the into into theatre as well. Just looking. That's again why the the connection of the community cast. Because I feel like if I'm going to tell a story about the community, the community needs to be in it. Yeah. The real, and again, that's authenticity. Because a lot of the times we try and tell these stories. It's like me saying, I know what the youngsters want. But I'm not young anymore, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I can assume, and it's like, no, I need to actually have a conversation. So it was very important for me to again to get young, young, not just young people, because it's not just young people in the community cast. It's various ages, and the play isn't just about young people. It's about various age group, various cultures. It's not just one thing. So, um, so yeah. Cut a long story short, for me, it's important to to tell our stories. Nice. But try and tell our stories in an authentic way. I can get upset and go, ah, oh, I never see nothing about me or I don't I don't connect with this or whatever or whatever. But what I have to do is I can either complain about it or I can make something that does. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's really what this was about for me. Does so, that make sense? Yeah, and I mean with you writing it and kind of seeing the whole journey of it yeah. and of course you've produced it as well, haven't you? Um, well, now I wouldn't say I produced oh, okay. it, I just wrote it, do you know what I mean? Okay. I've obviously had a big part of, like, in terms of the music and what happens in there because my brother's done the music, I've written all the songs, I've written all the tracks in there as well, so it's not <laughs> just about the, the actual, do you know what I mean, the, the piece itself and the actual um, the story. But it's very interesting, I've tried to do something different and and very... You have to follow the story. It's not no. going to be something that you're going to come in. But the thing for me is about posing questions. I don't want to answer nothing, but I do want to pose some hard questions as well. Like, I want you to think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so when you finished, you go, I didn't really see that from that point of view. And actually, how do we... So I think it's important to... Art should always question people. Art should always uh, allow you to learn something or trigger something. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I mean, that's, uh, that's the thing. A lot of people now go and watch a film or go and watch something and they don't want to be tested. They want something easy watching so they can just look at it, absorb it and then just be like, yeah, that was all right yeah, and yeah. then go home. They, yeah. There's not that kind of 
I'm going home in the car with my <laughs> mates and I'm like, oh, well, what did that mean? Or yeah. what did that mean? Yeah. Or why did they ask that? Or why did they do that? Yeah. Like, that's what you want. You want to go home asking questions to make conversations so more people will be like, oh, yeah. well, let yeah. me come and watch this so I understand and get my interpretation. 100%. And this is a definite... That will definitely happen with yes. this piece. Like, you will definitely leave and go home and go, ooh, and have a conversation. <laughs> or it will be like, there will be discussions. Um, and not in a mad way, but I think it's important. That's what I said. So, yeah, definitely 100%. Exactly what you're saying is the reason why I think it's important to have that. Um, and, yeah, I think we have, to, we have to, 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 to really be authentic. We have to tell the truth. And sometimes the truth is, is ugly. Sometimes the truth is hard. Sometimes you know you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's yeah. not all. It's not all happy endings. It's not all uh, sunshine and rainbows, is it? Yeah, yeah. People, people don't like to focus on the negative things. It's like a lot of people now don't even watch the news because it's all yeah. negative. Yeah, so yeah. You need to shine a light on it, but in a creative way, so people don't see it as negative, negative, negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shine the light because I think within this piece as well, there's a lot of stereotypes in terms of the characters and whatever. But what I'm trying to do is like, what what's behind that? Why is that that? You know what I mean? What's the because everybody's a person, everybody's a human being. What's the story behind the person? What makes you who you are? Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes what we see is just the outside or the end result. And I always say like the journey is more important than the destination. Do you know what I mean? So it's like sometimes we have to look at the journey. What's the journey of a person? instead of like where they reach because if you understand the journey you probably understand the destination good bad or ugly why that destination is the destination or where they've got to yeah 100% and I mean with the portrayal especially on stage it can be told but of course it depends who's telling it yeah so of course did you get a say on who you picked I know I know quite a few names that you've got around the cast and I know that a lot of them are based around Derby. So did you kind of have your influence with yeah, that as well? Yeah, 100%. I, as I said, I wanted to make sure that there was a representation of people that I know are really serious about their art and do what they're doing. And also I wanted to introduce some of these young artists that I've been working with and mentoring for years into the world of theatre because it's a transferable skill. If you can get on a stage and, and, and hold a mic and do a couple of songs to a crowd of how many, <laughs> you can get on a stage and that. It's just, it's just direction. So... I think it's important that, you know, um, that again, just giving, giving something, giving other avenues and saying, look, this is something that I believe that you can do. So there are a lot of people that are in this, I have had direct conversation with, like, I'm doing something and I would like you to be involved. It's no forcing. You're going to still going to have to come and do a, a, you know, an audition. You're still going to have to do all of these things, yeah. but I'd like you to come and do that. And if you make it through, then you get in. So people had to still prove what they could do. But it's like, it's important because again, we don't want nothing to be tokenistic. You know what I mean? It's like saying a community ensemble, a community cast can mean just like, oh, we're just going to get some random people in and just make it, ah, oh, we just, and I don't really believe in that. I think like you can, I, I want, I mean, that's not there for 10. You've got, you got professional actors in this as well. But the mixing of the two, how do we learn? I think the best way to learn is to be around professionality or professional people. So doing what you're doing and you go, okay. So that, that's the best way to learn. So these people, it, the community cast have learned so much in the last couple of weeks by just being around this, the setting, the production, all of these things. So I think all of that is super important for me because it's a learning school and again, it's progression. And as you know, knowledge is power. So anything you're learning, and they're all transferable things, uh, being on time, 
the, all these things are all transferable skills that go yeah. into life full stop. You know what I mean? Even into your, even if you never want to do a theatre uh, acting again, like if you get called to, you know, to do a show or you get called to do a meeting in London and you're not on time or you're not prepared or whatever, whatever, you can lose that moment. These are things that happen. So, yeah, I think everything works. And I think, um, yeah, it's all part and parcel. Nice. I, I think that, of course, how you've explained this show should hopefully yeah. hopefully <laughs> hopefully get more get people in the door and have sellouts it's of course it's literally only on three days so yeah. what's kind of the hope for four walls past the 9th of september what's kind of the hope with it um to be honest with you i i'm a very i'm a big person i'm a big believer of things will happen as they need to obviously i like the, three days is a, a short period of time yes. i'd love for us this is a piece where i think that could go into various other communities and be and, and, and we can do it we can go to Nottingham, we can go to Birmingham, we can go to london leeds manchester because it's a it's a universal story about the, uh, these inner cities or, or things that happen within these areas so it's not just even though it's this this particular play is uh, is influenced and based around derby it could have it could be anywhere it could be anywhere so i think i'd love for it to talk that would be great um and and to keep 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 and but for me and my own personal progression it's about writing it's about this this journey is uh, we're three and a half years in yeah does that make sense but to get to this point with the fact that we started last year in, in, and unfortunately, rest in peace to Marcel, he passed away and just things that's happened along this journey to get to this point. So it's, it's very, um, it's been very humbling at the same time for myself um, because it's not my world as well. So I've had, to, I've had to learn a lot myself, which is always good because at certain points of your life, you think you know everything and you just know what it is. And it's like, and, and so there's been excitement. There's been, there's been, uh, anxiety there's been all of these things because it's all new and I love yes. that as well because when you learn new things it, it, it takes you out of your comfort zone and, and that's the only way you can grow if you're taking out your comfort 100%, zone 100% it's like a I call it a soft reset so like everything you know when you're stronger and feel confident in a soft reset <laughs> is like going in a different path and just learning something yeah, else yeah yeah so it's that's what you need to do and that's the only way you're gonna be kind of master of all because you're gonna yeah. keep pushing yourself to your limits and then yeah. of course for your company it's gonna give more knowledge and wealth to them because yeah. of course you've gained new experiences you've pushed yourself yeah. i think eventually as well i mean just to add to that i would love to have my own company like get to the point where some of these young people that are in this as a community cast will become a, a company and we're making pieces every year you know what I mean? Yeah, and, very, and from various people, because there's so many people I know that's got stories to tell. That's you know it. I mean? And I think a lot of people struggle, especially in Derby as a community, struggle to get their story out in one way or another. It is very much like, it's unfortunate that like there's not kind of more kind of localised community-based things. Of course, there, there is, I mean, Derby Theatre puts on its shows... Yeah. And it, it does put some t stuff out and it does take risks with yeah. four walls. Yeah. But of course, being able to have them kind of, as you said, them one man kind yeah. of shows what you yeah. did originally and yeah. people being able to get the story out will hopefully bring, as well as four walls, bring a different demographic into the theatre, yeah. which will in turn hopefully expand Derby and bring Derby together more. That's, That's the it. hope. That's the key. The thing for me, the key is we are all one. We're all humans. Yeah. So the, the basic essentials and needs and wants 
are all the same. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Regardless of economics, social background, culture. And I think that's what this play is about. It's like, just trying to say to you, like, you know, this isn't just about a black person. It's not just about a white person. It's not just about an Eastern European person. Yeah. It's not just about... This is about the world we live in. And it is about, you know, and I don't get interested. All these things do connect. So it's like, you know, what, how, why do we have crime? That's the, you know, why are we placed in certain places and areas? What makes us uh, change or know what we know, but then still do different? All these little things, bro. Like, and so I think all them things are tackled or touched upon. I mean, <laughs> literally, that, them couple of sentences there were like so thought provoking. And then I'm trying to think of the answers in my head. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's how I wanna that's how I wanna come out of a show. Do you yeah. know what? Like yeah. you just you just saying that, and I think it, it's also your flow. Like <laughs> it's just like the way it. you flow it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't plan it, but yeah, that that's it, that's it. But no, I think if if how you're speaking about four walls and how you're speaking in general, if that's anything to go off, that should be a sign to come and watch it. 100%. I encourage and implore you to come. This is um, this is going to be something different. Yeah. It will be definitely feel different from traditional theatre, but at the same time, it's theatre, it's a story, there's, there's love in it, there's, there's community, there's... But, and then you got all of these other elements and, 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 and ways to tell the story. So you've got song, you've got music. It's not musical, by the way, but it has music. <laughs> yeah. It has. So I just, uh, it's thought-provoking. Um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, it will be enjoyed by all. It's not, when people ask, who is this for? It's for everybody. It's for yes. everybody. That's the key thing I'd say. And that's how I've tried to write it. It wasn't specifically for this demographic, this group. It's for everybody. Do you know what I mean? Which, which leaves it open to everybody <laughs> yeah. to come and attend. And all ages as well. That's one other thing as well. Like, you know, when people say, oh, it's got a bit of rap in it, da-da-da. Ah, I'm a bit younger, da-da. But it's not like that. Like, you know what I mean? So uh, I really please and encourage everybody to buy tickets. It starts on the 7th of September and um, till the 9th of September. Yes. Um, and then there's, there's two shows on a Saturday, which is the 9th. So there's one show at 2 and one show at 7. But, um, yeah, grab your tickets and, you know what I mean, and, and come and see it. Um, you, I, I believe you will leave with something. There we go. And <laughs> hopefully, of course, of course, you've got a press night, so hopefully the reviews from that will hopefully spur people to come and kind of change, like create more kind of buzz around it. It's, of yeah. course, it's only on for a short time, so people yeah. kind of need to rush and get a seat if they haven't already please do because tickets are flying <laughs> <laughs> um kind of reverting back to yourself ruckus now yeah. kind of we've been thought provoking with yeah. kind of <laughs> your show but let's let's kind of look at how you work and how you would change things so what is one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self looking back on your journey now and you could go back and tell okay. younger ruckus um, I was going to keep it very simple with that. I'm just going to say, believe in your source. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. Believe in your source and take that as you want. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I will, Actually, no, I won't say that. Take it as you want. Believe in your source because I feel like there's many times we have self-doubt about what we're doing. Um, there's moments even within this process that I've felt like a fish out of water or I've felt imposter syndrome. Um, and that's something that we have, that's what I'm saying about insecurities, and yes, I think sir. it's a real thing that we deal with, specifically as an as a, as a artist or a, um, somebody that's a creative. 
So I think believe in yourself. So believe in your sauce. When I say believe in your sauce, as a as a cook, a cook makes his sauce and it's like, yo, taste this. You know what I mean? Oh, this yeah. Is, you know what I mean? And they believe in their sauce because they've made it and they've perfected it. So I would say that to my younger self because there's things that I would have probably even pushed myself further to do if I believed in my sauce. I believed in my source from early. So I think that's the main thing as a young person, I'd say back to myself, just believe in your source, believe in yourself and do what you have to do. Nice. I think that's a nice way to round it up for, of course, looking back on yourself and evaluating yourself, but as well as for younger people that yeah. are in there, so just believing in what you're doing and hopefully in time it will come. So that's nice. Um, is there anything that you'd do differently if you could go back to maybe 10 years old and kind of think, or I could do one thing differently, it may change the path completely. Yeah, I think um, to go into that, I mean, and just quickly before we go into that, I think there's another one thing I'd like to say for believing in yourself is, uh, again, is like give everything and expect nothing. Okay. And that's another thing I'd like to say. Give everything and expect nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So let me move on to <laughs> but, uh, without explaining that. But I think there's always things in hindsight that you feel that you could have done better or different. Um but I'm also a big believer that at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. 100%. So, um, and, whether, uh, and whether that's for a lesson or a blessing. So, what, what, so to, just to tie it up is like, for me to say, would I do anything different? Maybe there's loads of things I probably would do different or t- attack it from a different thing, but that's with hindsight. Yeah. I'm not blessed with hindsight. So my thing is, I don't even try and worry about anything I've done in the past because it can't be changed. No. It cannot be changed. So even if I spend an hour a day thinking about what I could change or what could be different, it changes nothing now. So Very what true. I have to do is focus on what moving forward and what I can change or what I can influence moving forward. And anything else before that is just a lesson or it's a blessing. No, I like that. That's rounded up nicely. I think, <laughs> I think you put it brilliantly and I think for anyone else that's worrying about something they've done or wanting to change their path or anything, that's kind of summed up nicely because... It just shows that everything is a lesson. So, no, that's nice. Um, I've got one kind of question to kind of finish up on. And that is, what is Ruckus's gem of Derby? So, you've got one person, they may have not been to Derby before, and they're coming in and you can only take them to one place. Where are you taking them to kind of showcase Derby as your gem? I think I'm taking them to Normanton Road, you know, bro. Nice. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it's a melting pot of different cultures all coexisting together. Yeah. And when you see, and that's the beauty of Derby in a sense, the coexisting of all these different melting pots of different cultures all in one place. So you can go down there, you'll see a shop, an African shop, Jamaican shop, you know what I'm trying to say to Eastern Europe, it's all in one place. If I want to get some Indian or I want to get Caribbean food, I want to get, it's all there. I want to get Lebanese, da 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 da. So it's like, to me, if I'm going to show what I believe community and what Derby's about, I'll take an unknown to roll because that's just that road and walk, walk, just walk down it and walk back (laughs) off, you know. Different languages you hear, different things you see, different people, the way they dress, everything. Think, do you know what I mean? So yeah. for me, it would be there. No, I like that. And I think <laughs> it is kind of, with it being so close to town, the kind of retail aspect yeah. difference between yeah. the two is mad. Like, yeah. Normanton Road is quite old school. It's got, like, yeah. a lot of restaurants, food places. Mark, yeah. yeah. Outdoor, and, mark, like, foods outside and you can pick your own veg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's just, like, old school, whereas yeah. you would not get that if you walk five minutes down the road. Yeah into town you're you're not getting that so it's nice to still have some kind of 
old school in with the new school as well as literally every shop as you said is different it's like literally <laughs> being able to shop the world yeah, yeah. down one road exactly so, no it's wicked exactly. um just to finish off where can people find you as well as of course promote four walls again yeah. so four walls um just type in um Derby Theatre and type in four, the number four walls, just to check out what it's about, see the trailer, uh, so you can get a little bit more understanding of what it, what's in it and whatever. Um, but to find me, I'm on Twitter, Rukadaya, which is R-U-K-A-D-I-A-H. R-U-K-A-D-I-A-H. Um, and for my baby people, I'm on Insta, which is Baby People UK. So I'm on, uh, that's on Instagram and also Twitter. So they're the two main places that you can find me. I don't try and be all over. I'm a bit older now, so you know when you catch me like more concentrated, I, I'm more or less on Twitter, more like Baby People, which is the businesses on Insta. So they're the two things. But yeah, remember four walls, 7th of September until the 9th. It's only here for three days. So uh, definitely come through um, and be a part of something. Um, and yes, my first main stage play, so you know what I mean? I'd love you to join me and join us um, in telling this story. Brilliant. No, thank you for coming on and speaking about yourself and Four Walls. And hopefully, with what you've said, we'll entice people to yeah. come and watch it. So, yeah. thank you. I, I want to say thank you to you as well. Uh, it, was, it was really great talking to you. Very, and again, um, yeah, we need to talk again on a different level. Like, we need to probably yeah. do something again, like differently from this. But um, respect to you and no, fully thank, thank you. you for your time, Adam. No, I really thank appreciate you. it. The Bless is open every day from 12pm, serving a wide range of beers, ciders, real ales and spirits. Their kitchen also provides handmade pizzas, loaded nachos, chicken strips and ice cream from 5.50 to 10.30 Monday to Thursday and 12pm to 10.30pm Friday, Saturday and Sunday. The pub quiz is very popular with anyone that enjoys a good beer and a bit of a laugh with their mates. Taking place every Wednesday at 9pm, there's loads of prizes to be won including £50 drinks vouchers for the winners and a bottle of wine for the best team name. Everyone's a winner. They also have a spacious function room available to hire that can hold up to 100 people. Wow, that's a lot. Perfect for birthday parties, work events, weddings and wakes. The Bless really comes to life at the weekends with their branded nights of stone love and fully loaded where the DJs play alternative, indie and rock music spanning the generations until the early hours of 2am. There really is something for everyone in what is arguably Derby's best pub. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Peaking to Success podcast. If you enjoyed, please make sure you follow us on Spotify as well as Instagram where you can see all the updates of who is coming up as well as who has already been on the podcast as well as Twitter where there is information and interaction from me on there as well. Thank you.